Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean T, and I am beyond excited today. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can't see my tattoos, but for those of you who know me very well, my tattoos say, conquer your mind, transform your life. And today we are going to enhance your ability not only to transform your life, but we are going to enhance your ability to rewire your brain with Dr. Trivedi. Dr. Rewire is a renowned author, speaker, and entrepreneur who has dedicated his life to helping people achieve their fullest potential. He is the founder of Align Performance Institute, one of 2021 Incorporated 5,000's fastest growing companies and the author of the best-selling book, Chasing Success, Lessons and Align Performance on Amazon Prime. Dr. Trevetti's background in healthcare inspired him to combine his medical experience with his 27 years of studying the mind-body connection to create his own set of methods. He has developed 92 scientifically proven techniques to rewire the fear, beliefs, and bad habits that hold individuals back from achieving their dreams. His work goes beyond the mainstream culture and his mission is to empower individuals to achieve their fullest potential by rewiring their mindset. Through his teachings, he has transformed the lives of countless people, and his methods continue to be game-changer for those looking to take their own life to the next level. I'm just going to let you guys know you're in for a really good treat. I'm going to be a little bit selfish today. I'm not going to make it about me, but I'm going to use my life experiences to help walk you through change. Well, I'm not going to walk you through change. Dr. Rewire is going to walk you through change. So sit back, get your coffee or whatever that's going to make you pay the most amount of attention as you can and get ready to trust and believe. This is Sean T and it's time to trust and believe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Dr. Trevetti, welcome to the show. Or maybe I should say Dr. Rewire or Dr. T. <laughs> maybe Dr. Dr. T. Dr. T, Dr. Rewire, whatever makes life easier for you, Sean. I'm game with it all. I just have to say, I watched one of your videos on Instagram. And while everyone right now should just go buy his book on Amazon Prime, this one post reminded me of, I'm not sure if you've ever read that book, 
Cafe at the Edge of the World. Cafe on the Edge of the World. Have you ever read that book? That's so ironic. It's ironic because this book starts out as this guy. He's like kind of driving around and gets lost. And then he comes to this cafe and he walks inside the cafe and he sits down and the owner of the cafe and and some of the, the servers there, they walk over to his table and they begin to change his life. When I saw that video on Instagram, I literally got the chills. I read that book and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want to get lost one day and and that end up happening to me. Yeah. And then I said to myself, well, I'm actually talking to Dr. T today, so let's make it happen. <laughs> anyway, sorry for that, you know, self-loathing excitement, but just kind of give me what made you become interested in transforming people's minds and lives. You know, honestly, Sean, I thank you for that. Thank you for having me on the show and that. I think the greatest thing for me was I was trying to figure out like, what's, how does health begin? How do people perform? How do we live? And I remember at seven years old, I was asking myself these questions. Like, I wanted to understand what makes us us. And I wanted to know what, what's the science of authenticity. And so I got into school. I got into practice. I became a physical therapist. And then I went on. And then I went into chiropractic. I was going to go to medicine, but I found chiropractic was more holistic and understanding kind of where I was. And then I got into practice. And I built a super successful practice. But here's the interesting thing inside of it, Sean, is that I would see patients coming in consistently, like on the same pattern. Like a, a patient would come in on the third of the month, every single month. And I'm like, why are you coming in on the third of the month? And he says, well, I don't know. I keep hurting. And I'm like, when did it start? The night before. What were you doing? I was talking to the wife about our mortgage payment and money and how money became a factor inside of it. And I said, you know what? I'm a student of all things. And I've been studying psychology, neurobiology, interpersonal neurobiology, neuroscience. I said, let me see if I just do some of these processes and how the body responds. And I kid you not, Sean, literally in the first five minutes, I asked him these questions, rewired him, and his pain went down 80%. And I said, okay, that's all we're going to do today. Mm-hmm. And then I, he went home and he came back the next day. And then I asked him, finish, finished it off. I didn't touch him. I didn't touch his spine. There was no exercise. There was no rehab. There was none of that. It was just these questions by changing the way he thinks and rewiring that. And then he never came back again. So I called him after like six months. I'm like, what happened? Are you doing all right? I'm just, I'm just kind of curious as to what's happening with your back. And he says, oh, yeah. He goes, that hasn't been a problem since. And I was like, okay, I'm on to something here. And then I started working with other patients. And I started working with other clients and entrepreneurs, then business owners, then CEOs and celebs. And, and everybody kind of came down this path. And I figured out, that if we understand the brain and we go through the brain pathway in, we can rewire our life to achieve maximal fitness, maximal health, maximal business, maximal relationships, and everyone can actually have the greatest life possible. And that's what I set my life out to be, trying to help people do that. I want to dig into that, but I also want to just kind of tell you about a story that happened to me today. So I was at the gym and I'm about to do bodybuilding physique classic competitions my first time ever so i actually have a trainer and i have a coach and my coach was training me today and the minute i started saying to myself i was like oh like this is so hard and he was like is that really what you want to say and i was like you know what i'm going to change this to say this is motivationally challenging it was really 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 challenging and just that switch made me just do better. My career is in fitness. I mean, you heal people, obviously, and I hope to prevent healing people. We have studied that and we have practiced it. What about Mm -hmm. those people out there who hear that story 
and they're always pushing against what could be. They'll listen to this or they'll hear a clip of this and their immediate thing is like, that will work for them. It won't work for me. Like, it's just a bunch of foo-foo. Like, the, you know, I need to go to the doctor. That's the only way I'm going to heal this or that. Yeah, it's really funny because people go to the doctor thinking that they're going to heal, but the doctor doesn't heal. The body heals, right? Exercise, fitness, nutrition, diet. Like, these are all things that are part of it. Like, people, when we talk about the mind-body connection, right, I come in through the mind. Excuse me, you come in through the body, but we're doing the same thing. We're helping people transform from the inside out, and we're using our modalities to help them get back their, get their life back. However, typically, when you go and you go down a different path, you're not looking at the actual cause of the problem because the cause of the problem is internal. But most people are taking a drug, a symptom, and trying to just cover a symptom that's going to, they think that's going to make them heal. But that's never the root cause, right? If we go look at our physiology and our bodies, our psychology will dictate our physiology. I'll give you an example, right? Cause of high blood pressure could be diet, could be exercise, could be, you know, a lack of diet or diet exercise and nutrition. It could also be grinding it out, working too hard, and late nights not sleeping. So those two are both components of high blood pressure. But if you just go down the path and say, okay, look, I just want to cover the symptom, then you'll take a, a drug, a medication, or something along that line to cover the symptom. But the problem never gets better. It only gets worse. And I say this not to, I'm not a, against medicine by any capacity. There's a time and a place, I believe. But I also believe that if you can go ahead and take control of your life, take control of your mind, take control of your body, you can actually change your physiology to, and not have these symptoms. If we look at symptoms and say they're the feedback to get us back to our state of true optimal health, then we realize that we're just off course and we need to get back to balance. I'm switching the subject a little bit because you talking made me go to this place. So I'm a sexual abuse survivor. And, you know, I was sexually abused from the time I was eight to the time I was 12 really suppressed it to the time I was 21. Yeah. And then as I got older and, you know, I started to actually like understand what true love really was because I was sexually yeah. abused by my stepfather. That's when, you know, the volcano erupted of all the pain. And I hear a lot of people talk about it, either like those issues surviving something else, a lot of childhood trauma, but they don't take that step to... You know, the suppression feels really good, at, yeah. so they think, because they don't have to face it, right? I'm never one to force someone to do something. However, mm -hmm. I also think it's really important to try to motivate and inspire them to understand what it's like on the other side, where I lack the ability, especially when the person is a loved one, you know, and, and the lines of emotion are too close. I get stuck between... This is what happened to you. This is how you can feel better. There's a void there that I don't know how to motivate them to cross that line, that thin line between love and hate. So how do you, like, I believe this is where your expertise is. So sure. school me. <laughs> it's a great question, right? And, and Sean, congratulations for all you've done and achieved and, and, and being so open and vulnerable about that as well, right? It's, it's a journey that you've transcended, obviously. There's no question you've transcended that. Uh, you remind me of a case, like I, I, a client I had one time. She was 24 years old. She'd been raped and she'd been molested, but she doesn't tell anyone, right? And statistically, I've read different statistics from one out of four to one out of six women, one out of eight men at some point have gone through the, the, the journey of sexual molestation, sexual abuse in, in that category. And we suppress it because we don't think we can talk about it as a society. We say that's, that was wrong. That was, and we hold it in because of maybe the predator in that capacity, or maybe we don't feel comfortable. 
However, this one client, but it's affecting you. Let me say this. It's affecting you. It's affecting your health. It's affecting your digestive system. It's affecting your blood pressure. It's affecting your blood sugars. It's affecting the way that you're, if you're trying to lose weight, it's an inhibitory factor. It's affecting your cortisol levels in your body. So Sean can give you all the workouts that you're doing, and he's amazing at it. And I've done insanity like a madman. I never swore at somebody more than you, Sean. Let's not gonna go. Lie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for swearing at me. That means you were doing insanity the correct way. <laughs> if we have that underlying chronic level of cortisol, chronic level of this sexual trauma or any type of trauma that's holding us back, it's going to inhibit our weight loss effort. It's going to inhibit our fitness effort, it's gonna inhibit our performance efforts. So, and that's just not in our physical body, it's in our relationships, in our business, in our income, in our ability to expand our life and whatever we wanna do. So this one lady, she's a doctor as a matter of fact, and she was molested at 24 years old. 24 minutes later, I rewired it and it was done. And as soon as I rewired it, it was, it was finished. And it wasn't something that you had to go through. I, like my process is, I don't need the story. It's an anti-therapy approach. I go in, I rewire it, it's finished, it's done. She finds gratitude in the experience and complete gratitude, not just saying it thinking wise, because we can say, oh, I'm grateful for it, but your nervous system and body has to feel it. We get to that, she heals it. And from that point onward, she didn't want to have children before that. She didn't know if she was going to stay married after that. She didn't want to open a business after that. She's gone ahead has a two-year-old daughter now, has expanded to three businesses in a happily loving marriage because that trauma, that what I call root experience, is actually holding her entire nervous system and her body from expressing itself. But when you let that out and when you're open to, to saying, like, you don't have to go through the story. I think a lot of times people think, like, in therapy, you've got to tell the story again and again and again. I actually am completely against that 100%. Because all you're doing is saying the story again, and in your brain, what you're doing is called a process called myelination. You're just repeating that nerve pathway. It's like walking through a, a forest, and if you walk through that hike and take a hike, and you create your own path. That's kind of like a nerve. But if you keep walking on that path, that nerve gets ingrained, that path becomes ingrained. So we don't want to ingrain that path. We actually want it to be very light and go backwards in the process. So we don't want to keep saying the story. I don't need your story. In fact, the less of your story I know, the better is for you and for me, and we get back to healing the person in that state. That's really fascinating. The reason why I asked you the question, because of the example of people saying, I don't want to go to therapy because I don't want to relive the experience. My response to them has always been, you know, like I said before, you're suppressing the pain, so you're still living in the pain. I'm assuming the way you use that is something you say for the one-on-one -on -one interaction it is i don't like typically doing it publicly simply because you know i'm happy to work with people we have courses co coaching programs uh, seminars events where i do things and i do it in that capacity but it's not linear right it's meaning that like if we're, i'm in chicago right now and if i'm trying to get down to florida i can take five or seven or 25 different highways to get there it's not one linear path but you can we'll get you to to Florida inside that. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we work with people, we go in and rewire them and it's done inside that capacity, right? I'll give you another, can I give you another example of something, Sean? Absolutely. <laughs> Please do. So I was on a flight and I was traveling back and I was kind of, I was in, incognito, right? I'm not as famous as you are. I was kind of sitting there. I had my hoodie on. I had my headphones on. I was like, 
I don't want to be noticed. There's an empty seat. Lady next to me, she says, she says, I know you. I, I know who you are. I said, I have no idea. I said, I don't know. It's 12 o'clock at night. No clue whatsoever. And I love helping people, but I was just tired. Right? I'm human being as well. I was just tired. I get it. Trust me. I know you get it, it, right? (laughs) And so I'm on this flight and I get up around 2.30, whatever, I had to use the restroom. And she's like, you're Dr. Rewire. And I said, yeah, I am. She goes, I watch your videos. I watch your things all the time. I've been to some of your events. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Thanks. That's awesome. So I come (laughs) back and I sit down. And what does that mean, right? She's going to engage in conversation, which is great. She did. And I asked her the question. I said, so what do you do? I start talking having a conversation back with her. I said, what do you do? And she's like, I work with people who are like a counseling service for sex victims and, and the adult porn industry and, and anything in that capacity. I was like, huh, that's a very unique career, so to speak. It's not like you're an engineer or a, a mechanic <laughs> or something. Like this very unique niche, but I know very well that you're only going to get into that niche if, if you've gone so, through something. Hmm. And so I, I said, how did you get into that? She said, well... The thing is, is my husband actually had a sexual molestation against me. And, and she's like, but I'm fine. I've worked through it. I know it's fine. I, she said, I'm good. And she kept on doing this, Sean. She kept on, it's good. She goes, it's good. And she, her lip kept on twitching. And I knew very well that she's not good. Like, it's still there inside right. that. Because we can, we can say that we're grateful, but our nervous system has, is still holding that pain inside its body. And I said, there's more there. And she says, okay. And she said, do you, do you mind helping me? So I took the next 20 minutes or so and rewired her. And she had then a tear of gratitude and was grateful, like completely grateful. And she said, oh, my God. She goes, this is what gratitude feels like. Mm. This is what it's like. She's like, I've been grateful. I've said I've great, been grateful for years. But she goes, but this is different. This is a different state. My nervous system, my body feels so calm, so grounded. And it changed her entire body and her life. And we ended up doing some work for people um, and people and some of her clients on that afterwards. But it is like we deal with this. More people deal with them than they think. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I have a definite two more kind of topics I want to discuss. One, the first one is. You know, like I said, I'm going to be a little bit selfish. And then the second one, I think, is more universal. So I'll be 45 in, like, a little over two months. And I've been in this, like, the fitness industries almost three decades. It's been a long time. But, like, to be quite honest, like, it's not challenging for me anymore. And so I'm going through this. I'm going through my own little transition or transformation, and I'm – you know, I'm in therapy right now, just like working through, you know, what's next for me by way of like complete fulfillment and enjoyment. Now, don't get it twisted. I can shoot a workout in my sleep. And literally, I probably do do it in my dreams, you know. And yeah. I love transforming people's lives that way. It's really great. 
But I'm in a situation, and this is like super honest. I don't even, I probably haven't even said this super publicly yet, but this is the forum where I feel like I can. For so long, there was a transfer of like greatness, growth, effectiveness, joy, you know, and now it just really feels like I'm giving and there's no, like it's a one-way street now. Sure. And this, this is like, for those people who are listening to this, this is nothing to do with anything other than the fact that it's just like, I feel like a professional athlete where it's like, yeah. you know, it's time to either change or add something that's going to like make it a two-way street and feel. So I'm kind of going through that right now. And I know there's other male and female or people that are in a place in their career and they're staying in it or only staying in that portion because it's either easy or you don't want to disappoint people. And so I need, I know we can't do it all here, but I need that rewiring. So maybe like the eggshell, like how, like, let's talk about the eggshell of that to give some insight to people who may be going through something similar. Happy to it's, and you're not alone. Right. And I, I know like in my career, I felt the same way. I was like, all right, you know, I was in practice, but I needed the next layer of expression. I needed the next layer to, okay, I could do, I've seen 400,000 patients. Like, that's a lot of people, right? Like, I know how to do that with my eyes closed. Just like you can get someone healthy and fit with your eyes closed, which is great. The biggest thing when you look at it, you're, if I can talk about it from a neurologic standpoint first, and then give an understanding of it, right? In your brain, if you're stuck in the, the bottom part of the brain, the amygdala, as we say, the vision and the future and the mission comes from the prefrontal cortex. And there's an exercise where I take people through it. And I take them to find out, okay, what is the amygdala? And then how do we move from the amygdala to the prefrontal cortex and open up your mission? Because every individual has what's called an altruistic side, which is their service side, which you've been giving for your entire life. You've been doing it. You also have a narcissistic side, right? There's a lot of conversation in the world about, you know, narcissism is bad. Every single one of us is narcissistic at some level. And if we feel that we're giving altruistically, and we're not receiving in the thing in the way that we want to, we lose our narcissistic side and we become out of balance inside that. And so for that, I say like when you look at it, you've achieved the things that you've wanted to achieve. You've achieved what you've wanted to create. You've had the fame, the, the money, all that stuff has come along. It's like, okay, what's the next level of challenge? Your brain, for it to evolve, will crave challenge no matter what. No matter what, just like a muscle, right, Sean? It's like if you're curling 30s, you got to go up to 35. If not, the muscle atrophies and becomes stagnant. It's the same way with the brain. So you need a level of challenge that says I've got to do something more. But here's the problem is that when we create a challenge that's too big and too large, our brain shuts off. It doesn't become something we can hit. Mm. So like, you know how everyone says, set the biggest goal. The bigger the goal, the better you are. Like, that's really not accurate because our brain... (laughs) sets minor growth, minor growth, minor growth, just like metabolism and working out. You're not going to get to your bodybuilding competition physique that you want to, as great shape as you are, in three weeks. It's going to take you time to build into that. In the same way in our brain, we build it over time and we, get, we unravel that. When you unravel that area around it, then you actually are able to create challenge and move towards your growth factors inside of it. And chances are you have a place in your brain called your limbic system. That area is the area that's looking and filtering your world. 
chances are at 45 years old now, right, Sean, your values are also different. Family, yes. spending time with your kids is valuable. And so if we don't realign your next challenge with your goals of what's real with you, what tends to happen is we seem to spin our wheels, get frustrated, angry, and we get kind of annoyed with everything that we've built because it's not no longer helping us move forward. I want people to feel like they can take action. When I was younger in college and I used to take all these leadership conferences and people used to say, you know, begin with the end in mind. I'm like, that stresses me out. I'm like, it does. I ran track. And so I was a hurdler. So for me, it was less about how fast can I run? And it was about the steps that I took between hurdles. And I had 10. So I couldn't begin with the end in mind. I'm just reiterating to people out there, you know, small steps, like Dr. T said, is (laughs) so much better than trying to create the big thing. Even I'm, I'm about to go on stage for this bodybuilding competition, of course, I go on YouTube and I see the Mr. Olympia that's in my, and I'm like, Sean, like, that's great. You can admire this man because he does look absolutely fantastic, but like, don't even try it. Like, you know, try it if you want to, but like, let's, let's take it one step at a time. Okay. I'm done with that. The next thing I want to talk about, because I can talk to you forever. I really can. I, I think we can have these conversations and we can dive deep into to a lot of different areas. It's a lot of fun. We'll wear our hoodies and we'll, you know, be incognito together. <laughs> I would love it. that. Done. That's actually cool. If I ever meet you, I'm wearing a hoodie. The next thing I want to talk about, I have a few people in my life that some are acquaintances, some are very, very close to me. And it's something I hear all the time where their relationships or marriages or it could be with a parent are starting to like really basically disintegrate. And it's for some reason it's happened more often. I don't know if it's because of where I am and like the conversations I'm having as when it comes to my age and people come to me and talk to me about it. But I just know a lot of people who are like dealing with that, like either not being able to deal and being like, you know, I, I just can't do this anymore. So I don't know if I'm making sense, but I want to talk to those people who are in a struggle and how to determine like, is it really time to go or separate this or is there more work to be done? Because my husband and I, I say we have a perfectly imperfect relationship. Like he is my, he is my favorite person. Our arguments don't last more than like, I mean, we don't really go to bed angry. We like within mm-hmm. 35 minutes, we're more, we're back to like, you know, being messy and silly. But I mean, we definitely have those moments where we communicate. But anyway, how do we like help these people who are just in this divide in this, in those kind of spaces start oh. to process that? Man, that we could go on this topic for two and a half hours easily. There's so <laughs> yes. much to this, right? But let me, let me kind of summarize it in a very different way. If you look at it, maybe from a holistic perspective, Right. I grew up and, and I know that question because I've been divorced and I sat in that same journey myself. Do, do I stay? Do I go as an Indian guy? Like Indian guys don't kind of go through that path of divorce. It's not a common trek that we walk. Right. It's just. And so it's like, how do you navigate this family, the parents, the issues, the children, all that stuff that comes along in it. And so I dealt with it. I know what it's like. But here's the thing inside of it. What if you change the conversation of supportive to also know that a relationship is supposed to be supporting and challenging and know that for growth to happen, you have to have support and challenge. 
Just like Sean, when you go out and you make people do insanity and people have to do exercise, there's recovery time of support for that muscle to grow, but there's also challenge in putting strain on that muscle to grow. Our relationships work in the exact same construct. We think that we want a completely supportive relationship, but when we get that, we get bored of them and we say, this is, there's no, no fun in this, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, yeah, okay, now what? They're just going to do everything I say and there's nothing exciting about this. Or if we get too much challenge, we say, you know what? I'm exhausted. They never agree with me. They never, they never support me. But if we get a relationship that has challenge and support, both going on, we get growth. We get true growth inside that. And when we start to see that that person on the other side is part of us to make us whole rather than there just to support us, we realize that they're actually helping us grow more than just making us happy. I really have a, I'm going to say something that will probably offend some people when I say it, but I have a real angst around this idea that we're here for happiness all the time. We're not. Our our psychology is not built that way. Depression is a normal part of psychology. This mental health thing, like suicidal thoughts is not, you know, we've all gone through them. There's not a single person on the planet that's never had them. I'm not saying that it's okay. If you have challenges, definitely contact somebody. But they're, they're part of our psychology. When we understand why we have them, then we can heal them. If we understand that a relationship, just to walk away from it, you could. But here's the problem is you're going to take you and your garbage into the next relationship. If you don't heal your wounds, as Sean was saying, your traumas, like even the sexual traumas that you have as a child, you're going to take that into the next relationship and you're going to sit and say, I never seem to find anybody who's supporting me. I'll give you an example of this, right? Like if you look at it, why is someone who's been abused continue to attract another abuser in their life? They don't learn from it. They keep attracting the next person. So my suggestion to sit and say, before you, you walk away, learn to love yourself first and then see if the other person is also willing to love themselves. And if they are, you may have a beautiful marriage or a beautiful relationship right in front of you, but you've just been blinded to see it because you've been skewed on the idea that it's all about support. And we're not going to go into the neurology, but the neurology supports this 100% too. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think it's also freeing. My husband listens to all of my podcast but i'm deaf i'm going to literally send him the link to this when this one i'm like you're <laughs> listening to this on day one we have two different responses to our disagreements or our fights or whatever like me 
my re- and I'm not perfect. Please, I'm not perfect at all. I'm also I'm very messy. I probably you know I purposely start start stuff with him just to get a response. I'm the challenging one in a relationship. I'll say that. Sure, but yeah. I'll say this: for so long, he would even now he thinks that if there's a disagreement, like it's over. I look at confrontation as this is great because. I want to get to the other side of this and I'm going to learn something and I'm going to feel really great about it. And he looks at it as like, it's the end of the world. And I'm like, right. So I just can't wait to listen to this because I think it's going to help him understand that, you know, like relationships should be supportive and challenging. And you have proved to be right because the challenging moments of our relationship have made us grow. It's just that like trying to connect to that. The other thing was, and I want to dive a little bit deeper into this, if you can. I hate when people throw away my emotions. I cry if I want to. I, like, if we talk about something here in two minutes, I could be laughing. And a minute and a half later, I could be crying because I connect to the emotion. But there are so many people afraid of emotions. And I tell people, you, it's okay to cry. I even try to tell my, my kids. They're two boys. And for so long, it's like, boys don't cry. And, you know, when they're, when they're crying, you know, I say... You know, I'm like, you're allowed to cry, but can you help explain to me, like, how you're feeling? Because I don't want them to ever think that they can't express any kind of emotion. So let's dive into emotions a little bit more. When we have emotions, our entire body holds on to all of our emotions. What we've been taught in our society by fear, saying, you know what, you can't express them, you must hold them in. And what we do is based on these emotions, we hold them into our organs, into our muscles, into our tension areas, right? The tension, muscle tension, is a tense ion. It's a tense tense muscle inside that. Our organs are also tense, right? If you go study Ayurvedic medicine, it says that everything from the mouth to the, the rectum is all emotions hide inside the stomach, which is true if you really study it, because it's all a muscle. And that's why when you go do the work, then rewiring someone, you can take it, rewire them, and then literally in 20 minutes, irritable bowel disease reverses or Crohn's disease goes away. I've had probably hundreds, if not thousands of cases where people are like, that shouldn't heal. I've dealt with that for 30, 40, 50 years. And 20 minutes later, it's gone inside that. So when you look at it, an emotion to hold on to it is a mistake because And I say it's a mistake from the standpoint that what it's doing, it's preventing you from expressing the natural flow and energy of the body, right? And the same flow we're trying to create in movement, right? Like, and there's people that will hold things, tension in different muscles inside that, which will change their posture, which will change their body, which will change their alignment and affect the way that they age because of this as well. So it's wiser to allow yourself to express those emotions. Number one, it's wiser to do that. Number two, I would say it's also wiser to, instead of just having to express it, then it becomes a story. Mm. So I wouldn't say just express it to say, hold on to it as a story. I would say express it. And then what we do in my home, this is like our, our cardinal rule, right? With my kids, I have an 18 year old and a 14 year old. And like my son's in the office with me here today. And he, and like what we say is, Express it, then go rewire it because you don't need to hold on to it anymore, Mm. right? Get your nervous system and body back into balance inside of it. You've expressed it. You've said you wanted to, what you wanted to say, but then you also have to rewire it. So now it doesn't become something that you're stuck with in your body. 
Yeah, I think that is what my question was going to be before we started. Of course, you answered the question without knowing my question. Okay, well, good. Then yes. Yeah, you did it. You won. <laughs> no, so I was going to say that, like, how do you help people not stay in it? Because I believe that's where turmoil happens internally. And then that, you know, obviously filters out to externally. But I love that. Ex like, you know, express the emotion, but like make it a story. I also believe that, and I could be wrong, I also believe that even in marital relationship, you know, family disagreements, it's more of like express it. But then like when you make it a story, it becomes less of blaming this person or that person. It just becomes a thing, you know, more about yeah, like this is what's happening with me. Like you said, we can talk about that all day. Here's the framework. The framework is tell the story, ask yourself the question, what's the benefit of what happened? And then if the opposite had happened, how would that have actually been worse? Three-step format that you just express it, get rid of it. Okay, how did what happened serve you? Okay, so you're not thinking positive. List out in your head, 10, 20, 30, 40 people, things. But if the opposite had happened, how would that have been a disservice to you? And I promise you, you'll deflate and you'll rewire those emotions. So that's, that's a little tool that it's uh, one of the tools that you can use to help um, rewire yourself in that process. Awesome. Thank you for that. Okay. I want to get a synopsis, if you will, of your events or, you know, your retreats or seminars. This is your time to get us there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we do virtual events. We do virtual events where people from all across the world, we're in 74 different countries, will come. And we have a program, I do a program called, different ones, but I do one called Wired for Wealth. And that's around wealth, not money, wealth meaning the state of wholeness. Mm. And I take people through a three-day experience virtually from their homes, which is really a unique thing. And I'm in front of a camera for three days. There's no guest speakers. There's, there's not, it's just me and a camera just like this. And I go... And I'm rewiring you over the whole weekend. You've taken you through processes and tools and strategies and building. And you ask, like, it's like there's so many layers I've got to work you through to be able to open you up. So I do that inside that. And what we find when people come to events like that is that the relationships improve. Their health vitalistically improves. Like people will come and sit and say their blood pressure is normalized. Ailments are gone. You know, psoriasis is cleared up and all these types of things that happen inside that. But business and money also goes up, too, because... Your self-worth and your net worth are interconnected. Mm. So we raise your self-worth, raise your health, and raise your, your wealth because of that as well. And inside of that, then when people want to get dive further and want to rewire their entire life, I do programs called Ultimate Rewire. That's to take every area of their life to really enhance their life, to take their brain from the amygdala, as we were saying earlier, to the prefrontal cortex, to heal and evolve their brain. And then I do my signature program is a program I do in, in December. Maybe we'll have you come out to it, Sean. It's... It's in Chicago, so I don't know if you want to come to I Chicago. I love Chicago. December, but, but it's called creation. And creation is where I put your mind and body in the state of healing to be able to create what you want in the following year. And it's a four-day event, and it's nothing less than a, a transformational experience inside that, where people come, and people will sit and say they want to build something over time. And you hear about it. You've all heard smart goals and this and that. But people, will, I'll teach them the tools of how to do it, and then... By the time they get home, like three to six, not even like 10, 12 days later, people are seeing some of the things that they wanted to create already show up in their life inside that. So it's a really powerful experience inside that. But all of it is steered around 
health into relationships, into business, maximizing your life. Love that. I need that. In December, I'm going to be in Chicago for this. I'm really, really, really excited about that. It is literally streamlining what I need in my life right now. Okay, my final question. I wish we had more time. All right, my final question is, how would you define trust and belief? Oh, such a good question. So I'll say it this way. Trust is the ability to look at yourself in the mirror and know that you're okay either way. That whatever happens, you're okay. And safety, trust is safety. Belief is the ability to know that you are where you are because that's what your mind and your body found safety in it. Now, you don't have to hold on to that belief. You can change that belief if you trust yourself enough to take the next step forward to create a new belief. That's how I would look at it. I love it. I love that answer. I really do. <sighs> Dr. Rewire, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm definitely looking forward to meeting you in person and, and transforming Absolutely. with you. So, And everyone else out there, I strongly, thank strongly, you. strongly suggest you check the show notes, click, find him, and, you know, maybe you'll see me at one of the events as well. But anyway, like I always say, continue to trust and believe in who you are. And thank you so much for joining the show.